for for a really long time, it was like, well, if you're going to have some of your people offsite, even for a couple of days, um, that was going to cause a shortage in your productivity and it just wouldn't work. But this past year showed everyone that no matter where you are, you can get a lot of different things done Yeah, for yourself as well. It, and it's wild because like I see platforms like, you know, Instagram, TikTok and everything like that. And people can blow up, but like, is, are you going to stay there, you know? And so what I'm trying to do is like, just consistently get that work in consistently, just put something out there, see what happens. It's not about blowing up off of one thing because like I pers I personally, I've talked about this so many times. I hate TikTok influencers, like influencer is a word that I want to get rid of in the dictionary. Like if I could, I would, I just, they're all, maybe I'm jealous maybe because they're good looking i don't know but i just i hate them because they seem so shallow they got like no values and they just blog about everything in their life and it just really really irritates me because i like my privacy you know so it's like yeah see i'm i'm, I'm similar i'm not super into self promotion or anything like that but the truth is if you're trying to make it into this media space yeah you're going to have to do that you know what i mean and it's yeah. like even me i have a, a liverpool themed soccer podcast that i do um, and at the end of the day, you got to get yourself out there somehow. Right. And yeah. if you, if you could quit your job and have, you know, maybe 600, 700 people paying you, um, $150 a month, you could live off that. And you're like, you know what? I don't want a job. I don't want to have to report into anyone. I want to be able, and for me, my main thing is the ability to travel when I want to. You know what I mean? Because I can, be, I can be in New York City one week, can be in D.C., you know, and I could even head out to Los Angeles, wherever I want to go. Yeah. Provided I'm doing what I need to do and I'm saving my money. Um, a tip when you start to travel, make sure you um, become a Marriott Rewards member. Um, American Airlines, make sure you become a reward member. It's a pro tip right there. Um, <laughs> eventually, it'll pay off um, if, if, you, if you travel frequently. Also, TSA PreCheck. If you fly more than once a year, yeah, completely I, I, I don't even fly that often. I already know that's the move. I've been in way too many uh, airline like checks and lines and sh and stuff like that, where I'm like, oh my god, this this feels like death. Like this is just a march, and no one's going anywhere. This woman is carrying around like three children. She's got twenty five different bags. Plus, you got to take the belts and the shoes yeah. off. It's it's miserable, and I don't even fly that often. So for the past, I was um, I worked in recruiting. I was I was the assistant assistant director of recruiting, or just, just hiring recruiter in my last two jobs at law schools in D.C. and of course at Penn State Law. So, I mean, there was this past October, October 2019. I was gone for every single day of October. Jeez. All 31 days, I was gone on consecutive trips, and it's like I could tell you where I went, but it's Philadelphia, it's Maryland, it's Atlanta, it's Texas, it's Florida, it's New York, it's Ohio. I believe it's out to like Salt Lake City. It's out to Arizona. So, so that's what, go ahead. Oh, sorry to cut you off there. But like, are you just like recruiting, trying to get new lawyers? Essentially, um, for example, Georgia Tech will, will, will throw a law fair and it would invite um, the admissions office, similar to a career fair, you know, and I would set that up. And depending on what else I had to do in the city with uh, any of my other business dealings, 
I might stay there for four or five straight days, you know, and I was able to, that's how you have fun in the city, right? Because if you have to be in a city, you're there and you got to do what you got to do. And the next morning you're going to leave, you're not able to do that. So my ideal thing, um, much to the chagrin of certain uh, purchasing offices, get in there, get in there a day before, get to the Westin, you know what I'm saying? Which is my favorite hotel. Um, and relax. You get what I'm saying? Hit the gym, of course. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's one thing, man. When you're traveling a lot, you will put on weight. <laughs> you will put on weight, man. And of course, so you hit the gym. You because you know after after you hit the gym, you just feel better about yourself generally. Oh yeah, like, I, sure. I, like I was I was supposed to go today and like I didn't, and 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 that feeling of like yeah, I killed it. I, I don't have that yet, so it's definitely a thing. But um, you're really just able to kind of Google the most important. Like you know, I went to for example the, that. Atlanta was the city that I was in a lot, just because a lot of stuff, when it's a hub, a lot of things mm-hmm. went on there. You know, I was able to go down to the College Football Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? Do a lot of really, really cool things that maybe you might not be able to do. I went to a, an Atlanta United game inside the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's crazy, hey, man. Kanye's sleeping there now, so who knows? I mean, maybe next yeah, game you'll Yeah, I saw that, go. man. I'm just like, good for you, Kanye, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what else that, that my man has to do. It's like, I hope the, hope the album is good, man. That's that, that, that's that, really that, it at this point. That is my biggest fear is that all this happens and for somehow, some way, it's going to turn out to be another, not not flop because Kanye never flops, but like yeah. another disappointment and like the slow decline. It's not, mm-hmm. not off a cliff, but like mm-hmm. just the slow decline from my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy to like Jesus is King or whatever it was yeah i, I know man i, I didn't even that. listen to that album i didn't i didn't listen to be fair i didn't listen to kids see ghosts which people like didn't listen like to jesus king more. i was just like i don't know man um it's it's the, not what a ri- like people like myself loved fell in love with college dropout or late registration or graduation like it feels like yeah i think that's it, most people yeah and it just feels like this weird space that he's in and I think a lot of that is like he has restrained himself so much because he's such a believer in Christianity or whatever he believes in. And it's like, it's not the same, you know? And it just feels like he's kind of, it's there's something missing. There's something missing, you know? There's something missing. And it's like, I'm looking, for, I'm like, I watched the Otis video with him and Jay-Z and I'm like, just happier, simpler times. Like, yes. you know, that right there is an example of like, dang, like, look how, Dope this sample is. That, that's what Kanye came up doing. Mm-hmm. Sampling music, soul beats, the type of thing. And it's like, you just need to act semi-normal, man. You know what I mean? Like, you do a lot of stuff. And it's, here's the thing, right? Normal is a subjective term. But it's like, the reason why Jay-Z is not really, you know, wasn't messing with you from being so close to you is you were just doing a lot of different stuff. Jay-Z is a brand. The people around mm-hmm. him are like, look, man, there's a reason why, I mean, you can count on one one hand how many Jay-Z interviews you've even seen. He doesn't really sit down with people. Well, he does now more than he's doing types that, of business. That's a bucket list item for me. Yeah. I, if I could get Hove on the show, oh, I could die happy. I could die happy there. Yeah, man, that would be, it's always an interesting interview, man. So are you, so what what are you, what are you doing right now as far as, you know, what's, what, what's your next couple, what's your next year look like ideally? So next year, uh, obviously past classes hopefully ace them. Um, I'm taking a lot more gen eds right now. And I got, I was not going to sit around in this pandemic. That was not going to happen. I'm not going to be 
in my dorm all week and then thursday or even wednesday or tuesday come the people i know are already drinking and and they're already looking for parties and stuff like that i just wasn't going to do that i i've grown up with like we talked about kanye i'm a huge fan of j cole jay-z like the long-term plan so this next year i want to get more in-person interviews get more you know, get more high profile, like maybe some players on the football team just to talk about 20 to 30 minutes. And I'm not going to put you in a bad spot. Just like, hey, what about the upcoming season? What's so fun about this team coming up? Um, Create more like comedy skits. There's a kid named Jordan Calfon. You know who that is? Name sounds familiar. You need need to tell him um, K-A-L-F-O-N. Uh-huh. Get in touch with him. Look him up LinkedIn. Tell him that I sent you. He's he's someone you should want to talk to. He works the football team, doing a couple of things. So he'd be he'd be somebody good to just connect with and possibly interview. Definitely, for sure, I will. Thank you very much. But like, I definitely want to get more uh, video content. So like right now, I'm working on like this little bit teaser that I did for the vi- for the upcoming season, because fans are coming back, and you know this team is looking much better with this incoming recruiting class and you know i think not, fans not being there was huge for this team it was really huge and i think it was more more effective than anyone could ever like really comprehend so i kind of put last season as like an anomaly and i want to get i want to get more in-person stuff and i'm going to be balancing an editing internship with the athletics department going to be broadcasting with com radio um and doing probably podcasts and talk shows with there and then I'm going to be doing like multimedia and sports writing for the Daily Collegian as well. Maybe a fraternity, maybe I'll rush. I don't know. I feel like that may be a little bit too much and something that I don't really want to do. So, I think you should. And I'll tell you why you should, because okay, thing, I'm, I'm, I'm open. It. I'm open. Here's the thing about it. You got two years left. Three years. Three years left. I, including Listen, man, this upcoming year. Look, I'd say like this, dude. It's good to have a long-term plan, but you need to enjoy school. You need to really, really work and and enjoy it because there's not going to be any other time like it. And you're going to hear this a million times. goes quick. You know what I mean? You're going to hear this a lot. Everybody says that, but before you know it, you're like, man, junior year, crap, people are getting married. It's kind of like things are slowly descending, you know, or ascending up out of here into the real world, man. So be be present, get a good group of people around you for sure. Um, And roll the dice sometimes, like things that you the opportunities that might be presented your way now are never going to be presented there again. So uh, think of it like that, man. But uh, that, that I'm, I'm hyped for you. Where are you living on campus? Uh, this upcoming year, North Halls. Beam Hall, I believe, specifically. Beam, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, okay. so I'm, I, I want to keep staying active. I'm a huge gym guy. I definitely love getting that pump in, you know, looking at yourself. Important. Yeah, I think I, th- I think I'm headed there now, man. I think, uh, <laughs> dude, I I catch myself in the gym in, in the mirror at my gym, and I'm like, oh, who is that spicy guy in the mirror today? Yeah, He's I'm looking good. Me, all right, for sure. For sure. But uh, yeah, so I just want to keep keep growing, but also, like you said, enjoy enjoy it, especially this upcoming football season. Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, Montgomery County, which is like Philadelphia area. Moco, Montgomery County. So near uh, King of Prussia, Bluebell. Yeah, like 25-ish, 25-ish minutes away from there. I, Abington specifically. I don't know if you've Abington, Cheltenham. Yeah, I know where that's Yeah, that yeah, is. yeah. Yeah, okay, so cool. I, went, I went to uh, LaSalle College High School. Don't know if you've okay. heard of that. I've, I've, heard, I've heard of LaSalle, like the college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my, my high school is like the prep school normally to LaSalle U. Um, 
but yeah, so I, I, I've been very blessed, a lot of connections, like, so I'm just really looking forward to enjoying this year and taking advantage of the opportunities at the same time. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm hyped and a lot, I've just been working so much. (laughs) <laughs> that, but like i don't even realize it that I, i'll have relatives that are like how the hell are you working this much just constantly going you know but here's the thing man everybody has their own throttle everybody has their own meter you know what i mean so yeah you know you could do things they probably can't you know but at the end of the day you got to make sure that there's always like that you're working the 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 utility is there right you're still getting something out of it you're not yeah. just working to work and working yourself into a freaking early grave. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I've definitely like had those moments where I want to throw my computer through a wall. <laughs> That's yeah, never fun. Yeah. Life, life is a series of those, but at the end people, you know, well, do people should be paying you for, for those moments. So it's, it hurts less. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I realized that when I, I left Penn state, man, to start marathon mentors, I was like, man, I got to start my own thing. I haven't, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm accomplished enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, um, a big enough network with people like Professor Porman and, and lots of other people who um, will give me honest feedback on things. And it's like with this generation, um, you know, Nipsey Hussle is a big inspiration of mine. And he's like the way that technology is empowering people, you know, you, you have the ability where new businesses can spring up and older corporations are, are going to fall away because times are changing and information is the new currency. So I don't, you know, I, I, I never had a desire to work in a law firm or work in a, I, I interned in a law firm. I was, was terrible. Mm-hmm. Really because the people were cool, but I just hated it. Um, <laughs> and then um, I worked for a judge, which, which, which you know, was, was a great experience. But again, yeah. it's, it's too uniform. It's too, these are the rules and we do this mm-hmm. on a regular basis. For me, Plus, I have my own thoughts about the American justice system and its efficacy. So I'm, I'm um, sure for, for, for me, it was like, well, I need to figure I need to carve my own niche out of something that appeals to a lot of the things that I'm interested in. And name image likeness was a bit of media, a bit of law, a bit of education, you know, a bit of socioeconomics. So jumped onto it basically with both hands and um, through a lot of tribulations and a lot of different things you know here we are and, and we're working and um the way that july 1st has changed the sports landscape is really really significant because um the playing field has changed and the currency has changed when i was being recruited my top three was clemson penn state and uh, virginia tech but um now it doesn't matter how nice your facilities are or your jerseys or your national tv exposure because with the name image likeness it needs to be about what you're going to do for that student athlete's brand and how you're going to get them the next opportunity. So schools have to join that arms race. That, that's true. And with this whole name image, image likeness debate, I, I've realized I'm recording, haven't really given you a proper introduction. Um, so nice segue into our intro a little bit. Uh, yeah, about 20 minutes in probably. Uh, my name is Matt McLaughlin. Another episode of the Black and Blue Pod. Uh, Chima Okoli is on the show. He is a uh, name image likeness consultant with all types of uh, universities and colleges, and specifically Penn State, former Penn State defense, uh, offensive tackle, correct? Defensive tackle and offensive tackle. Ooh, two-way. Oh, I, as a Philly guy, I respect that. That's tough. Got to get it done. Got to get of it course, done. Got to get it both ways. So 
we're going to be talking about name, image, likeness, answering his team is going to be answering some of your possible FAQs, hopefully cover everything, uh, especially now with this new leg- new rules and new legislation coming in uh, to college athletics. So with this name, image, likeness stuff, and you talked about colleges now have to figure out a way to pull in athletes while at the same time, like, I don't know, I guess maintaining that balance of like, hey, we can grow your brand, but at the same time, you're here to play football. Do you think that, you know, with the name image likeness and stuff like that, do you think that that's going to open a door to recruiting that could like open Pandora's box type of type of deal? Like that was my initial thoughts is like, oh God, where could this go? Yeah, definitely. So happy to be here. First of all, happy to uh, engage in this topic. It's something that is absolutely near and dear to my own personal experience. And um, it's one of those things where we've been in Pandora's box for 30, 40 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been money exchange, just like any economy. Um, If you over-regulate it, it'll just go underground, right? So uh, the notion of, oh man, student athletes might be more concerned about their brand or it might turn into a recruiting arms race is, 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 is just unrealistic because we've been there. We've been there for a really long time. There's been people that have been making money off of the, the, when it comes to football and basketball, the the backs of these mostly uh, in prominent schools, African-American kids who can't even get an extra sandwich from Chick-fil-A or your scholarship will be rescinded. You know, meanwhile, you play for X school, X, Y, Z, and the same coach who was in your mother's living room talking about how he'll be there and he'll make sure that your son or daughter develops. He gets another call for another job that pays him more or her more and they're gone without even telling you, right? So the power imbalance has always been there. The Mm -hmm. recruiting incentives and the financial ties have always been there. So we're simply, with name image likeness, at least you can regulate it and shine some light on it. And now at least develop some protocols and some parameters to make sure that student athletes aren't being exploited because that's what's going on for far too long. And you can go back to Reggie Bush's Heisman trophy or uh, so many other instances like that. But this is, this isn't a new problem. Like as SMU, SM people forget SMU in the eighties and in the eighties specifically. I didn't know you knew about SMU. I was going to bring them up, but that's hey, well. I, yeah. you're, you're dealing with a, uh, an encyclopedia of sports okay. history up here. Okay. I, and enough. I'm a, I'm a huge 30 for thirties dork. So that pony excess is definitely up there. Fair enough. Uh, with one of my favorites. But one. that was Eric Dickerson, one of the best programs in, in the 80s. And they get shut down, get the death penalty, the only program to get the death penalty. I I understand with athletes, like they can't, like you said, they can't even get a local meal paid because that revokes their scholarship. And what when people bring up, oh, they get a free tuition, they get a free ride to college is that just a lazy excuse and it's just antiquated at this point you answered your own question at the end of the day colleges just don't go around giving a hundred thousand dollars worth of scholarship away because out of the kindness of their hearts people one thing that happens in this country a lot is there's obvious glaring issues but people decide to simply be blind to them because it might not affect them, right and at the end of the day that's your prerogative right i can't establish someone else's priorities mm-hmm. but as I said before, these things have been here and they're not really going away. If you're telling me that you got a scholarship, it's because you possess an extraordinary amount of athletic talent. How many people did you know? Sheldonham, Delco, Philly, all those people. Most of them, if they get a scholarship, it's division two. 
Mm-hmm. It's one double A. It's Lehigh, you know, it's James, James Madison down here and no shade on those schools because they're they're big time programs, you know, in their spheres. But most kids from from any school, any era can't tell you five of their friends that they know that play D1 sports. Yeah, it's a very yeah. rare thing. So that's why you get a scholarship, because and a big reason is also so that the 14 other schools that we compete with every year you can't play there either. So, I mean, again, if people want to see what's really going on, you can, but that excuse might've worked in like 1985 or something like that. But if you are still saying that, it just means you're not one of the, in my opinion, this is my opinion. It just means that you're not close enough to this to look at the obvious uh, disparities and you're just not switched on. Yeah. And and, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like if anyone was in the position of like, Penn, uh, Penn State student, I'll make an easy example, Saquon Barkley. The amount of money that Penn State must have been generating in ticket sales over from 2016, 2020, or 2019, whenever he was there. And if you want to go even back to other college athletes, like Julio Jones, like how the hell are you a player? You look at the, you see it. I'm sure it's popping up on their Twitter, Instagram feed, like, Alabama makes X money. Big Ten makes a bajillion dollars. Big Ten makes the most money out of any conference. People think it's the SEC. It's the Big Ten by far. Exactly. Uh, The numbers, I I have them pulled up. 769 on Big Ten. 729 uh, million. These are all in millions, by the way, for the SEC. And then Pac-12, ACC, and Big 12, which we'll get into about the Big 12 and the whole insanity that's running through there. But, like, if I'm a player, I'm especially in football, it's the biggest sport in America. There's no denying that. I'm putting my body on the line. I'm literally putting my head into someone else's shoulder or head or torso, whatever. And I get nothing. I get nothing from that when I'm Justin Fields competing in, in the national championship. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense whether we want to we want to put so much value on college or not as a society. It, it these athletes deserve something they deserve a piece of the pie the ncaa has been hanging on to this for way too long and time just need to change i mean they spent I- 10 years no you're not wrong they spent 10 years and 200 million dollars fighting this in federal court the reason that this is in the supreme court and only hears 30 or so cases throughout the entire year to get your court to get your case before the supreme court it has to be a compelling and pressing national interest it has to be so important that it affects millions of people. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's yeah, a big yeah. deal. Um, and and kind of just to go back to the, the other things that you were saying, football is not, like you said, it's, it's not a, it's not a, oh, well, even, even if you never play a down, right? You're still practicing. You're still getting hurt. You're still, you know, not, not being able to capitalize on certain opportunities that other students, other students are right. And your scholarship is one year renewable. I had friends who played it um, a, uh, a university in the ACC that got a coach that came down there and he said, um, I don't play with a fullback and he cut him. Cut him on his fifth year senior trip. Your very last time to ride with your boys, you know, he cut him. And it was okay because that a new coach, you can do that, right? Scholarships are one year renewable. So for the longest time, you know, you brought up Julio Jones. What about AJ Green? He sold like five game worn jerseys for like $800. Right. Which is which is literally like a piss take. You know what I mean? And <laughs> there you go. You, you know, that's huge money. And it's like 
you brought up Saquon and, and Julio Jones. Uh, you know, I, I played with in 2007 with Tim Tebow, and he was two-time national champion, Heisman Trophy winner. You can you can eat you can eat off of winning your Heisman. They said Reggie Bush missed like six million dollars in signings and endorsements and commercials and being part of the Heisman Trust. You know what I mean? And you look at something that's systematic like that, right? These young kids, mostly black, mostly from poor poor socioeconomic conditions, not all, but uh, uh, an overwhelming percentage, they can't even get any money to move their families to I don't know somewhere nicer, but. I could go go and look at the the VPs and the chancellors and all of these positions that are on top of all of these, um, you know, athletic departments, and they're literally pulling in millions of dollars. But it doesn't stop there. The head coach is pulling in millions of dollars. But it doesn't stop there. The assistant head coach is pulling in millions of dollars. But it doesn't. You, you get what I'm saying? So yeah. there's yeah. so much money to be. It'd be it's the equivalent of there's a factory and you have workers. And the scholarship ties that worker to the factory so they can work. It, it, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. in, in this life, nothing goes for nothing. And, and here's the thing. I was lucky enough to go to Penn State, incredible school. One of the best decisions that I've made in my life, and I can tell you that for a fact. Do you appreciate it as much at the time when you're going through it? Of course not, right? As you grow and you mature and you see more things. And I get more opportunities like coming, you know, just to talk and kick it with you. These things are residuals of that. But being a student athlete has so many amazing benefits. It has, if you take advantage of them, right? And some benefits, you don't have the time to take advantage of. That's just the truth of the matter. But, you know, it's definitely an incredible opportunity, but I think we have to get honest uh, with the entire system of collegiate athletics. And this is a first step in doing it. Definitely. And I, I hope it leads to some progress. And you mentioned like the majority of football players, especially it's coming from poor poor neighborhoods, mostly black, like, and I've heard, you know, I'm a Pat McAfee fan and he says all the time, the locker room is one of the most diverse workplaces on the planet. It does. Do you think that the introduction of this NIL stuff is more of like, will unite a locker room and even more and just say like their teammates will be like, Hey, go get your bag, go do what you got to do. Or I've heard also the opposite from other people is, you know, other analysts like myself, it's like, it'll just create tension. And, you know, some guys aren't going to want to work out because they they're just getting all this money. Like, do you think that this is going to affect the locker room or unite right. it more than anything? So first of all, yeah, man, I like Pat McAfee. I think he brings a, a perspective that's needed. It was interesting because he's somebody who broke away, did his own thing. And even a year ago, when I first started watching him in 2019, before he forgot, like super huge, he was decent then. I checked him today, 1.4 million on Instagram. Him, a, a guy named Sal Vetri. These are all people you need to pay attention to because Sal Vetri's a Penn State guy. He has a, I don't know if you've heard of him before, he has a YouTube day, daily fantasy channel. Um, it's pretty good. But um, as far as, again, the, those divisions in the locker room, they already exist. The mm. people in the locker room who have more notoriety, they already get things that the other people don't, right? It's already here. Human nature is already amongst us. If you are the starting running back and you just had your, your, your second thousand yard season, you're going to get things that the other players do not. That's already happening. So it could, here's, and, and the second thing is we could have had this solved if the NCAA wasn't busy stealing all the money with the universities, right? Mm -hmm. 
it's an equivalent to when your mother's leaving for the day, she tells you, hey, take the, the, the meat out of the freezer and thaw it for dinner. But you forget up until like 30 minutes before she gets back and you're like, oh crap. Now they have to take the steak and throw it in the oven on 500 degrees. You understand what it is? Yeah. If you would have developed a system and a plan for this, we would have been able to work things out. Now I can promise you, dude, over the next year or so, it's going to be lumps and bumps and problems that come in the system because that's what happens when you're trying to implement anything new, right? But if we can give 170 million, 200 million people internet every single day, wirelessly, so they can talk to each other like this without having like a, 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 a collapse of our country, we can give all them electricity. Somehow we all have drinking water. If you ever really think about the complex systems that this country is made up of, please don't tell me that there is no way to fairly compensate players for what they earn. A big misnomer of this is, oh, they can get paid now. It's like, no, if you've earned that, you can get paid. Yeah, That's what yeah. the point is of America. So they say, but we know that America is a country of, you know, we write just because we wrote it down doesn't mean we have to follow it. It should have been the same. Capitalism is about opportunity. It's not about a guarantee. It's about a chance. And if Reggie Bush is the most popular player in the country, which he was, there's no uh, ground to stand on to say that he didn't deserve that and more. But greed and corporate interest and definitely a, a desire to keep large amounts of cash out of the hands of young black kids, if you want to say it, it is what it is. Um, those are powerful factors. So now in order for us to switch our mindset to say, look, this isn't a handout, but if, for example, you earn all conference or you earn all American, right? Look at the, the footage that, they're, that, that every single school gets out of their drafted players. You're gonna see that footage for the next eight months. You know, yeah, they yeah. still show Tim Tebow's speech where he's getting everybody fired up. You know what I mean? So yeah. how much is that worth? 10 years later. It, it, it just blows my mind that the NCAA for whatever reason, they're going through this NIL reform and they refuse to give Reggie Bush his Heisman and give him all his vacated stats and records. Like what the, how? Like, because you have to admit you were wrong. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, it's so dumb because if like, I want college athletics to be fun and be successful. I want everyone to get their own bag, do what you got to do. I have no problem with that at all especially when you're the players on the field, on the court, whatever. But like when it repeatedly feels like the NCAA is just messing up and taking one step forward, two steps back. It's like, you're just giving the guy, he, he founded YouTube highlights. Reggie Bush yeah. started YouTube highlights. You need him to be an asset, especially USC. USC has not really recovered since. And no. they had one good year, two good years with Sam Darnold. But other than that, USC needs a guy like Reggie Bush. These are all abstract stats and records that like in the grand scheme of things, it's like, who is the greatest college football running back, whatever. But like, just give it to him, give it to him. You've already admitted you're wrong with this NIL stuff. Just wipe the slate clean and just move forward. Cause what is, what is possibly giving Reggie Bush's Heisman back going to do like financially? I don't think it's going to do much. It, I played in 2000, 2003 or whatever. Like, Instead, they doubled down. They doubled yeah. down. They rehired Mark Emmert. Like, the NCAA is the prime example of I'm wrong, but I've been loud and wrong in this way for so long that I don't know how to pivot. 
Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to say I'm. And I'm I'd rather a- die than adapt, and that's fine. The NCAA needs to, in my opinion. I mean, listen, Mark Emmert's making over a million bucks a year. The NCAA is a, is an organization who has done very well off of the business of amateur athletics. So mm-hmm. it's it's almost like there's only so long that you can pretend that March Madness doesn't make a billion dollars in a month because it does. Thirty days, a billion dollars. It's it's nuts and like especially March Madness type when March Madness comes around every year, that's ninety five percent of NCAA's revenue is those broadcasting rights. Yeah, CBS and Turner and all these other broadcasting companies are shelling out billions of dollars to mm-hmm. broadcast these games day round, day in and day out, and it's like you mean to tell me that Chris Jenkins in twenty sixteen couldn't get a, a piece of that after he he made a historic moment that gets replayed in package after package after package every tournament mm-hmm. year. It, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it, you couldn't get away with this in any other workplace. Cause that's what it is. Employer employee scenario. And on the, on think about it in America, where else could you get away with that? You could, so you do, do this thing that makes money, but we have decided arbitrarily that you are not in a position to be compensated for. So all of the revenue goes to us. It's almost like that doesn't really make sense anywhere, you know, any way you slice it. But again, that that's the reality. What were you going to say? So you mentioned it's like employee employer relationship. Right. Do you like Northwestern already tried this way, way, way. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Shout out to like, Northwestern, man. They, they, tr- they tried to form a player union. And again, the powers that be came together and snuffed it out. Was it this time the government and the NCAA joined hands? But wasn't the government saying I could be completely wrong about this? But wasn't the government saying like we're not going to say no, but we're not going to say yes? Right, and a lot of times the government will do that, but it's like, well, we're not going to say that you have standing as like a unit because you need standing in court to bring yeah. bring a cause of action, right? So. They're not said they basically gave him like a hey, we we can't determine whether you have that or not. And it's like, I'm not saying that you can't um, get to California tomorrow, but you can do everything but fly. It's like, all right, well, I guess I could drive technically, but it's you know what I mean? It's it's basically yeah. crippling anything that I have before it gets started. And I'd have to look back on the merits of that case. But essentially, they said that you guys can't form a union because, you know, you don't have that right. You don't have standing like you guys aren't employees. Um, OK. Uh, and. Like I said, I'd have to brush back up on the details, but there you go. This isn't a new problem. This isn't a new problem, but with the current change in our in America right now, the the current climate is very, very partisan, more than it ever has been more divided. Um, and people are also reflecting on statues. People are reflecting on laws and saying, this has been here for a long time, but is it the most equitable solution? Does this make the most sense for the most amount of people? And of course, don't get it right every time, but that that question is being asked more and more. So you're seeing certain things being challenged, and you're seeing uh, a different societal approach to certain issues like this that have been glaring for a long time. I mean, Jalen um, Rose talking about during the Fab Five, you know, they would have to put their money together just to go to Taco Bell. Meanwhile, these are the most popular basketball players in the country at the time. You know, so it's like. They don't, you know, I know that, that I said that, that people don't want money in the hands of young black kids, but how about just enough to get food after they've made your university 
$10 million. You get what I mean? So it very much was something that was so unequal that we have a habit in America of just because it's been around for a while, we just, mm, yeah, it's cool, I guess, you know? But this this isn't new. This has been glaring before you were even born or you were even conceived, you know? So it's, it's an issue that we're finally addressing, man. But it, it's so much... I mean, look at NCAA, the video game, right? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? And it, there's so many different things that you're like, man, this is crazy. Terrell Pryor, Ohio State, they got they they gave away their Sugar Bowl sign memorabilia because they wanted to get tattoos, three, four hundred bucks, couldn't afford them. You're giving away priceless things to you just, you know, so it's like and then you 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 take their names. Terrell Pryor is the third leading passer at Ohio State. <laughs> You take their names, you know, which is saying something about the quarterbacks they've had there, but that's another story. You take, you know, you, you take their names out of the record books. That, that, that's what that's what drives me nuts is like these universities, because it's a, like football is different than basketball at the NCAA. Like the, the NCAA doesn't like own the college football playoff and all this stuff. So like we're seeing with, with Texas and Oklahoma, these like schools want to prompt themselves up as – we're all for the athletes. We're all for the students, the integrity of the game and the integrity of, good. of our records. And it's like, sounds good. Yeah. yeah as you're, as you're raking in a bajillion dollars and you can like wipe, wipe your, your butts with hundred dollar bills. Cause you got so much, like it's so fake and it doesn't make, well, it shouldn't make any sense. It shouldn't be around. Like I'm so tired of like all these people, sorry all these people that are in high, high positions in these universities and colleges, they're saying like, they're just p- putting on this facade and yeah. like, just, just be real. Just, if you're saying like, listen, we want to make more money. We're going to this contract for this reason, just because it benefits us more financially. I respect that way more than just saying like, this is, this is a move out of integrity for our athletes and our coaches. Like, yeah. sh- shut up, shut up. No one's buying that crap. No one's buying. Yeah. It's one of those things where with the big 12, you're looking at it and you're saying like, man, you know what? Without Texas and Oklahoma, you might as well disband the entire conference. I'm not, uh, no offense. I'm not going to see Baylor, TCU, Iowa state, you know, um, Oklahoma state, Oklahoma, uh, even Oklahoma state, which is a decent school has a good Mm -hmm. pedigree. I'm just, they just don't hold the same cachet. It's like taking Penn state, Michigan and Ohio state out of the big 10. I didn't even know that Barry Sanders went to Oklahoma State until I started playing NCAA. Barry Sanders, uh, Justin Blackman, Chuba Hubbard now, yeah. Des Bryant. Like, they're, yeah. they're just guys you don't know went to Oklahoma State. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. And and with the Big 12, it's just like, like you said, the Red River shootout rivalry, whatever you want to call it, that is what – really forms the fabric of the big 12 and that's what really drives that conference's value 100%. and the big 12 lost because now it's about tv rights fox is like well wait a minute yeah. we got your rights and the sec is uh i believe it's cbs that, that that does their games you know what i mean um well have you have you heard the conspiracy that like espn is behind this move yeah and it wouldn't surprise me at all at the end of the day <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. about tv broadcasting rights right espn's like yeah we get some sec games we'd love to be able to put texas and oklahoma on there we can ask for even more of the package and texas and oklahoma yeah. are like this this makes the most sense for us like yeah we're gonna, and here's the truth is they're gonna get stomped in the sec you know what i mean all that like 45 to 57 football you play in the big 12 oh, yeah 
You're not going to be able to do that. But here's the thing, Texas, they print money. Money's not that. And they and Texas has been mediocre for a decade. Yeah. Below mediocre for a decade. They haven't won since that, Vince Young. That stings them more than any other school in the country because Texas football is a Texas thing. Texas is a football thing. They're like, you know what I mean? They're like the same. They're like they're like, they're like synonyms. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Oklahoma's like, man, we're we get we're getting we're, we're getting these these Big Twelve crowns every year, but they're they're kind of meaningless. An no. SEC championship, you you wear that with pride. A Big Ten title, you know, and Ohio State has an Ohio maybe not Ohio State. They have a lot of them, but we're the we're the only ones who have a shot at getting them every year, you know what I mean? Knocking them off. So Oklahoma's like, well, it worked for Texas A&M, you know what I mean? And yeah. Texas A&M is thinking like, look, we took the plunge before it was fashionable. We got our nose bloodied multiple times. They're the soldier Bama. boy. They're the soldier boy of college football. They're like, yeah, hey, they, they stole the my whole flow. They were the first, man. But the truth is, soldier boy is an innovator, man. Soldier boy is an innovator. <laughs> and the guy has made so much money off of ringtones. Like at the end of the day, oh my God. it's it's like a tongue in cheek thing, but you do your homework on Soldier Boy and you'll realize, man. Hey, I respect Soldier Boy. He was the first ringtone rapper, and this was back 07, 08, 09, when they were big, like big. Huge, like millions upon millions of downloads. But anyways, the SEC is looking at it and they're saying this is a win win for us. We get to weaken another opponent, which didn't really threaten us, but we arguably have two of the most iconic brands. And I hate the word brand. It's it's so cringy now and overused. But we'll it is it. very overused. No, right. But you have the Longhorns and the Sooners. It's like, well, yeah, y'all can come play with us. So when we had Nebraska join the Big Ten, Maryland join the Big Ten, mm-hmm. Rutgers join the Big Ten. I'm like, stop pretending like this isn't all about money. Mm-hmm. Nebraska doesn't need to be in the Big Ten. Nebraska is Big Twelve through and through. Yes. Maryland is literally on the Atlantic coast in the Atlantic coast conference. <laughs> and honestly, I didn't want Rutgers anywhere near our conference, man. I'm like, Jersey, come on, man. Who wants to go there? But that's the thing, man. It's all about money. The big 10 wanted the DC market in Maryland basketball and quietly growing Maryland football. They beat us somehow. And that, that the last year didn't count. We'll get them this year. Yeah. 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 Like we were saying earlier, last year, it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. But then Rutgers is like, you know, the New York city market, they don't do well in any sports really, but that's the New York city market. The big 10 wants the big 10 accepted them on a strictly money play. Everything is driven by money. So why then? The people who are doing, again, if you can run a 4-4, that's a level of genius that I'm one of the top I'm one of the top 10% fastest people on the planet. I have a skill that no one else can do. That's why I'm here on scholarship, and you're not. Yeah. Or if you're the really good engineering student and you have a high GPA, he says, that's why I'm on scholarship, right? So it's like mm-hmm. everyone is getting paid, and I'm talking about exorbitant amounts, right? Uh, Gus Malzahn, his release clause was... Um, in the $20 million range, 22, I believe. And he never fired someone. He won one national championship with Cam Newton. Like, it's not even like it was after the Cam Newton, it was like dynasty. It's, they're just, it's insane when you think about the types of money and what do the athletes get? Zero. It's it's now I believe there's like a $500 a month, like some, they, and that's the thing, like, they, this thing has been getting chipped away at for a long time. There's like yeah. small little payments that, that you can get now, but they're doing everything but what they should do. It's like, let's stop dancing around what needs to happen and you just compensate people. Just rip the yeah. band aid off. Yeah, rip the band aid off for sure. Um, but 
just to kind of wrap up this SAC stuff, like it's clear that like people are going to want other programs are going to either be left to either join a conference, whether they're the big 12 teams that are remaining or other teams are going to want to join the SEC to get more money. Like at what point does like the SEC become like the mini NFL? Like I've already heard reports that like they're thinking about like 16 teams with four divisions and I'm four, four team divisions. I'm like, that's already the NFL. You're already the yeah. NFL at that point, And you're just the minor leagues. And it's like, it just, it just bothers me a lot because I, I love college football rivalries. Rivalries are what makes college football fun. Um, like, can you imagine if like Penn State's like, yeah, we're going to go join the SEC's like North division. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. When they got rid of Texas versus Texas A&M, I, I knew I was like, nah, nothing is, nothing is really sacred anymore. It's like, there's so yeah. many, like, like uh, you know, I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia, so a lot of a lot of people where I'm from, Mike Vick, Allen Iverson, Percy mm-hmm. Harvin, Camp Chancellor, Tyrod Taylor, a bunch of just ballers. You know, we, we, we went to Virginia Tech to play football, so it was the Black and Diamond Trophy versus uh, Pittsburgh versus Virginia Tech. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're both in the ACC, both in the Big East at one point, and it's like there's a lot of those cool rivalries that because of money and nothing else, they're just like, yeah, Let's let, let's break a hundred years of, of Texas versus Texas A&M, all for money. So it's like again, everyone is allowed to chase financial gain except the players, and there's no other way to describe it. But um, something that is it's against capitalism. It's against what this country's about. Yeah, it's and I think we're both on the same page here. It's like it's not about equal like guarantees. It's just the opportunity for players to say like. Hey, let me go like sponsor a Chick-fil-A so I can actually have some place to eat. Like it's not based on I, what I've done, based on what I yeah. have earned for myself, yes. based off of my own blood, hard work, and skill. That's the part that people forget. Just yeah. like if you go to Juilliard and you have an original score or you compose something, you can get compensated for that. Or if you go to Georgia Tech and develop an engineering formula and submit it to Tesla, you can get compensated for that. But somehow the federal government in conjunction with the schools and for what we what we discussed, they've decided to, that it was reasonable to go ahead and block that uh, economic opportunity for the student athletes for no other reason besides they felt like they needed to. Yeah, or the government just didn't want to get involved because it was too sticky. Of a or that too, yeah. That That's what I think happened to those, the brave folks at uh, Northwest. Yeah, and I think like... It's just, it's so absurd when you think about it. And I think like casual college football fans are just grouping these athletes into one group. You're an athlete, you're a D1 athlete, whether you go to Temple, Penn State, Pitt, or Alabama or whatever, Cal Berkeley, no shade at any of some of those schools, but you're a division one athlete, you're pampered, you're taken care of, everyone picks your classes, you get to do whatever you want. It's like, no, you still got to schedule, go to class, pass, practice in the afternoon or whatever, go to games, and then hand in a paper the next day. It's like, you would, you would crumple under that too. I'm not, and it's like, we got it's look. not even that, but it's like, you know, most, most people and rightly so, you would hate it if one person has something bad to say about you. Imagine you have a bad game in the entire student body. Oh my God. Including those, those, 
those people who have never played a sport in their entire lives, look at what's happening with Simone uh, Biles right now, right? Like, you know, at the end of the day, she can withdraw if she wants to. Yeah. If yeah. someone doesn't want to compete, you and that's the thing about it, the you don't you don't own the right to seeing them compete, right? So now it's like, oh, she's this and she's that, and I'm like, do you like she has 20 gold medals, man? She does, and my first reaction, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front. My first reaction was like, why the, why would she just drop out of a competition, just for like mental health or whatever? But that, again, that was my initial reaction, and now I'm much more like in agreement as someone who very much prioritizes mental health. It would be very hypocritical of me to say like, no, you should be able to deal with it. Go fucking do whatever, like. It, it doesn't make any sense. And like, I just, I wish like RIP Kobe, like that, that mentality is something that I cherish. And maybe I'm just misinterpreting that type of mentality where it doesn't have to be on 24 seven. And these are humans at the end of the day. So like, if I compete, if I just stood on the stage, you don't have to do anything. If they told me you don't have to do anything. Just stand on the stage, look pretty. I'd be pissing my pants let alone when she's doing triple flips or whatever and yeah. trying not to like break an ankle or anything like that. And it's or, like, or land on your head and paralyze yourself forever. And, and here's the thing about yeah. it. Like, I love that maniacal dedication to your craft that Kobe yeah. had recipes, Kobe MJ had. And that's, that's why people get mad at LeBron sometimes because they don't see that willingness to, to do anything for the victory. Right. Yes. But, yeah. But People watch sports for the same reason that people watch gladiators literally cut themselves to pieces. Mm -hmm. That's just what human beings like. Remember Jacked Up, the NFL live segment? They had to stop showing <laughs> it because it was one of the most popular segments. We love <laughs> violence, right? So we would rather say, look, man, we know that you are the most decorated gymnast of the entire thousand years of this game. No big yeah. deal. Let's put that to one side. We know that you have multiple golds in this very same event over uh olympic over over decades at this point right in multiple mm -hmm. countries with different teammates different conditions we also know you had a situation with usa gymnastics and a certain doctor we'll put that to one side like there's so many yeah. different things and this is not like this is not like a playing receiver at indiana and you drop a pass this is the Olympic Games yeah. where the entire planet, it might not be Americans are spoiled, right? But in other countries, the Olympics is a big deal. And it's like, you don't own this person's right to say, yo, I'm good. I need, I need to get myself together. Like that is the, that the first reaction you had, you know, I get it because it's like, this is your job, man, you know, but yeah. sports are a peculiar institution that have different rules to them, man. Exactly. And that's what I tell people like with with anything like controversial that gets involved in sports. And we've seen, you know, sports and politics are, are merged more than ever. And so you, you're not you're not going to be able to escape. It's the stick to sports era is pretty much over. And like so people want to compare like if I did so and so at my job, I'd be fired on the spot. And I'm like, yeah, your job isn't playing in the NFL, playing in the NBA. You're not a superstar making a, a, a millions of millions of dollars. And you know that that team is never going to get rid of you unless you do something very messed up. 
but chances are that team is going to stand behind you and you are a valuable asset to them. Your job, your nine to five, you are a cog in the machine. As much as we hate to admit it, we, we are a cog in the machine. And it's just an unfair, it's an unfair comparison. And it drives me nuts. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, no offense, man, but no one cares about your job. Yeah, no. no one you know what I'm saying? Like, your, your, your job is not one of notoriety. So, and then you ask the second question, I bet there's been hundreds of times where you sat in that parking lot in your car, like, man, not feeling it today. I wish I didn't have to go in. But you don't have that choice. Yeah. It's the same reason why when LeBron James decides to go from Cleveland to Miami, granted, if you didn't like the decision, all the money went to charity. Like, there's real problems in this world, man. Yeah. People are calling him everything but a child of God. People, people, are, people are saying they're going to kill him or they're going to kill his family. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost yeah. like, imagine that is the type of stuff you have to, because here's the thing. People think they're strong until you drop a pass for a big time D1 school in the, in the college football playoff. You have no idea what that's like with the internet. Oh my God. I don't know. Do you listen to um, Bustin' with the Boys? Um, I'm not a big fan of Barstool, but I, okay. I, I, I like Compton, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because he, because um, he was, he was talking school. about when, uh, like towards the, uh, I think he said it was like a Thanksgiving game against Dallas when he was playing for Washington. Um, like he, he missed a tackle on Ezekiel Elliott and, you know, he's talked about like, damn, what is Twitter saying? And like, that's the type of level yeah. of intensity that we're dealing with that if someone was like, if someone tweeted every single time you messed up something at work and on, billions man. of people retweeted it, you would go into a hole, like probably rock yourself to sleep or cry. Dude, imagine to searching sleep. your name on Twitter and there's 80,000 interactions, all of them worse than the last. Did you have any like teammates or did you experience that yourself? Or yeah, you man, dude, totally. All of that, man. And it, it wasn't nearly as bad, you know, but I definitely had uh, certain teammates and people made Facebook groups about like how they wish they hated them. Had people join it that you knew. It was, it, it, and this, the, the thing about it is these mouth breathers in their basements talking about athletes. The truth is, man, a lot of it just comes down to you see someone who's doing something that you could never yes. do. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the truth is, we've seen it in our politics. There is a socioeconomic racial element to this, right? With, the, you know, with certain presidents saying, you know, um, get those SOBs off off the field if they don't. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Doesn't it, it didn't doesn't it mean in America that you have the right to disagree? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what the you know? I was like, that's what the troops are fighting for. But again, you get a certain segment of the country who sees this at least perceived to be wealthy African American student athlete saying, you know what, I've had enough. And the truth of the matter is it rubs them a certain way. Right. And generally the stick to sports crowd, you get what I'm saying? And it's, it's hidden, but all of these things come into play. It's like, Oh, you're you're so spoiled. Look at what this country has given you, you, these entitled athletes. And you're like, these are still people, man. You know what I mean? And yeah, when you have a bad day, your wife, your family, your mom, your dad, whatever, your girlfriend, you know, your boyfriend, but when this person has a bad day, the entire world rides them for weeks, if not months at a time. Because here's the thing, after a couple of weeks, you're trying to get over it. You have a gif of you dropping that ball, which is the internet is forever, too. 
and they're going to keep sending that decades after you're done playing. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. like that, that's the side of this that nobody talks about. That's the side of it. That, oh, they're so lucky. It's like, could you handle that? No, no. Could you one handle could. that? Your average Joe Schmo is like, could you no. honestly handle that? Because it's a troll account, man. What are you going to do? Report them? What are you going <laughs> to talk them down? You're going to outwit this troll account? It's like, it's like a the a picture of like a, a freaking Chevy Blazer, you know, all orange painted up with like 30 inch rims. It's like a clown profile. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but exactly. It doesn't matter because this person has dedicated every waking hour of the internet time to coming at your neck. Exactly. And like my personal preference is like, I love sports for like just getting away from things. But on the other hand, not all athletes think like me. That's insane. Like they're all, we're all different people. We're all team human, but we're all different people at the end of the day that have had different experiences in this life, no matter where you're born, what time you're born, wherever you're growing up and all that type of stuff. So like, yeah, let the, let the people, like let people be happy. If this is what makes them, if this is, if this is something that an athlete feels like they want to speak on and they want to utilize their platform to really vocalize how they feel, that's great. I'm, I'm all the power to, to you. Where I do have a little bit of an issue is labeling someone's success as whether it's athlete privilege or like white privilege and all that type of stuff. That to me is degrading someone's success and all the hard work that they've put into it. And that's where I, I get queasy and that's where I like take a stand because my family didn't succeed because simply just based off the fact that they're white my mom didn't go to college she she didn't go to college until i was in high school and she took online courses like my dad has been working his ass off he my brother my brother is the oldest and we're separated by 14 years 14 years like putting three kids through college through high school is a lot. It takes a lot. And I'm not going to will, I'm not just going to let someone sit by and say you succeeded because you're white. That's the only yeah, reason. Fair, fair enough. I, I, I and see, I, I hear that a lot. And I'm always like saying that white privilege exists does not mean that that is the sole reason for anyone's success. Yes. And, and I, I think, I, yes, you know what I'm saying? And I think that it's almost yeah. like, man, I wish that we, we have complex enough brains to understand that, Hey, Unfortunately, right, because of neither you nor I, this country was set up in a way where certain people benefited and certain people couldn't for literally hundreds upon hundreds of years. And that yeah, yeah. it's almost like, hey, you know, there's 225 on this weight bar, but I've been training, you know what I mean, for, for three, four, five months, I'm ready. And you wake up and you're like, yo, it's the same weight for everybody, man. If you can't lift it, yeah, you, you know what I mean? So it's like that, that's a good analogy. Yeah. You can acknowledge the the obvious things that are going on without saying oh yeah that's the only reason for your success at the end of the day man everybody in america has to work hard to, to get what they to get what they have and very true i don't I, it bothers me when that when that is the conversation because it's almost like to boil every, anyone's success down to one thing yeah exactly it's like it, it's impossible no matter any way you want to slice yeah. it right so mm -hmm. We can acknowledge it, that it does happen, that it does exist, 
without simply arbitrarily assigning it to people because yeah, man, hard work is the key to this whole thing. I'm a child of immigrants. So you have to figure out how you're going to get it and nobody's going to feel sorry for you. And I don't even think that's, that's where we are right now. Yeah. And I don't even think it takes like complex brains to understand. It just takes 10 minutes of conversation to be like, okay, why do you feel that way? Yeah, but we don't do that anymore, Matthew. I picked up on that. I'm like, I'm like a I'm like a hippie in my generation. I'm like all we about don't peace talk, and love. Man. Do you like, look at look at our politics, man? It's like yeah, let me really started. figure out how you feel. It's like, yo, are you are you with us or are you going to hell? It's like, dang, those are your options. It's it's literally teams. Like it's literally picking one side over the other. God forbid someone like Federalist Papers, man. Uh, James Madison was worried about this factionalism. You know, that's a gem for you. See, look at I, t- look, I took, look at I took papers, man. I took like classes where we were supposed to study the Federalist Papers, kind of skim through Jimmy Madison's argument a little bit. Not gonna lie, but like, I just I want to I want to know why people feel that way. And social media doesn't help in that aspect where people can just fucking fire off. No, yeah, social media has permanently it's permanently ruined our whole. We're done. Social media is it, it is our lasting generational legacy and it, it, it already is our undoing i mean honestly i think i i have a feeling that like either my gen not my generation so much but like the next generation is gonna go like so far the opposite way where they see like us on our phones constantly and like checking replies and comments and all that shit that they're gonna be like why would i enslave myself to a phone or to a laptop or whatever I think I, I, don't I know. think they're gonna I, follow us down the path of destruction, bro. I, I hope not. Maybe that that's my hope is that they're just like, you know what? I'm gonna read books and live out in the woods. I don't know. I I hope that's that's the way things go, but like it, it's so easy to just like for someone to just like fire it off and not think about it and then like post it. And then it's you're just reading this this three paragraph post of of anger. And it's mm-hmm. just insane. It's insane. I like, mean, look at Dan Gilbert, what he said to LeBron when he left. You're a billionaire. Oh, my God. You write like a, like like, a, like your your freshman year girlfriend breakup if you let her. <laughs> and you post it. And it's just like, yo, man, this guy is a professional that has chosen another workplace. Yeah. Again. And you're just a grown man. Like, like why? I, I get it. You were tied to an athlete. It was very successful, and you were staring down the he barrel. He won you a, cha- you know, he came back and won you a championship. That I don't know how LeBron. That's where that's in one Ohio. How teams never win anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's one area I will give LeBron a lot of credit is somehow, some way, like figuring out a way to deal with that front office and come back after all that shit. Cause I'd be like, nah, fuck all y'all. I'm going to go win chips with Dwayne Wade and Chris. Would you rather live in South beach though? Have you you been in Miami before? I assume. No, I have not. Well, I have many times. (laughs) And I can tell you that staying right down the street on Biscayne Boulevard, you know, that Drake song still got a condo up in Biscayne. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about Biscayne Boulevard, right? Which is the road that American Airlines Center is on. A lot of, uh, well, another interview, another interview. The point is Miami, Miami much different than Ohio. There's no need for discussion. Right, but but again, it's like, imagine writing a letter like that to your dentist when he moves to another practice. (laughs) You know, or like a pilot goes from American to Delta. It's like, look, I'm just doing my job here, you know? So 
there's a big there, there's a big piece of that. And the truth is, man, LeBron's never gonna be Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Like if Michael He's Jordan a- had social media and you guys pried his life apart the way that people pry LeBron's life apart, he wouldn't, and he even said it, he wouldn't be this revered figure. But you gotta remember this other thing is these these people start getting hyped up from age 15. Yeah. So now imagine yourself at 15. <laughs> having a national and international spotlight following you until the day that you die with expectations that you will fulfill. You can't fail. You can't have an off day. You can't, oh, well, you know, uh, LeBron hurt his knee. It's like, no, you need to go become the best high school basketball player, then get a national championship, then become a first-round draft pick, then win rings, and then when you lose the championship, all hell breaks loose. It's like, there was no room for him to be anything but excellent for the past 20 years. And the expectation has only grown somehow. Yeah. But it, it is what it is, man. And like, just even the thought of someone saying like, Hey, you're going to do X, Y, and Z in high school. You're going to do this, this, and this in college. And then you're going to do this, this, and this in the corporate world. If someone said that to me in high school, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my face. You're not telling me what to do. You're not tell- laying out my life for me. And it's and not even your life. It's saying you're going to hit the highest of yeah. every possible. You're going to be in the 1%, Matthew, of your classes. You're going to date the 1% of the the, the, the best looking <laughs> supermodel, whatever that might be. You have to drive the 1% of the best cars. You have to get into the 1% of the best schools. While yeah. you're there, you must be in the 1% of the... It's, it's every single ring reaching the very top with, and then when you do it, it's expected. So it's not even appreciated. Yeah. And this then you're just back at the bottom of the mountain. It's a, it's, it's, it gets deep, man. What, what, what else, what else can I answer for you here, man? Oh yeah, no problem. Um, I mean, I think we pretty much, uh, oh, so like when the end, I think this is when, but like last thing, when the NCAA does decide to pay its athletes, how does that really does that all of a sudden create, like, what does that create? You know, like, I'm just more trying of a to, mess. Yeah. It's just going to be more of a mess. I'm sure. But like, again, if you would have taken the pot roast out early and let it fall, <laughs> we would have at least been able because things take time. It's almost yeah. like, think about it in your neighborhood. They get a new pattern. They get a new traffic pattern or they, you know, they make a rule. Oh they my go God. This way, go this way. It oh, takes yeah. a while. Yeah. Right? People just blow them by stop signs. Okay. But if you do it little by little, you warn them like, hey, listen, starting August 1st, traffic goes this way. People will at least have a chance to switch their mind onto it. Yeah. But when you're the NCAA and the schools, right, the big conferences, and you're yeah. eating all this money, it became a point where let's eat as much as we can for as long as we can. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when they figure out that system, it's going to have bumps in it. It's going to have mistakes. It's going to have lots of potholes on the road. But there's never any change without a fire. So yeah. without chaos, this is the fruit of indecision and inaction and inequity, in my opinion. So let's so, ride. So last, hopefully last thing, Does the, do you think that this is going to create like where pe- schools are going to have to force programs to shut down just because they can't pay the money for athletes? Um, well, here's the thing. Again, the money's not coming from the programs. The money is coming from external oh. sources true the schools aren't even allowed to pay the players so that's what i'm saying there's a lot of uh it's a big fear about oh god it's so much money there's so much money in college sports already it just goes to the coaches and to the universities 
and True. to the ADs. Yeah. It's already the game people think it is. We're already there. Yeah. So at this point, let's let's put a system around it so that people aren't getting, you know, worked over and that 18, 19 year old, 20 year old young people aren't getting put in situations where they are signing bad contracts or they don't know what it is they're doing to protect themselves and their IP. When you bring it into the light and you can actually regulate it, that's when you can make it make sense. Otherwise, you're going to push it underground. And I'm telling you, I've been on recruiting visits myself, allegedly, where money has exchanged hands in certain parties. So um, this thing is not, this thing is, it's such a dead, tired horse, but you know, you're going to beat the golden, uh, you're going to beat the, the dead horse because you don't want to kill the golden goose. Exactly. Yeah. You know, to, to, to give it a nice uh, old McDonald had a farm type of ending, <laughs> you know, but the, the truth is the money that's already in college sports is to the point where there was too much to hide. Yeah. Right. There's too much money to the point where it's, so ostentatiously showing everywhere it's like wait a minute like you mean to tell me this coach has a 40 million dollar buyout clause that's just Nuts. to fire someone yeah that's just to get them out of the building so well chima thank you for coming on the show really appreciate it yes sir, pretty good yes, episode sir. pretty solid episode. i'll say i mean I, i'm not gonna say pretty good i'm gonna say really good shout out to the black and blue pod Quality, quality material right here, people. Let's come educate go. yourself. Come get some culture, right? But more yes. importantly, come get black and blue. Matthew, thank you so much for having me on. Much appreciate appreciated, it. my man. Appreciate Take care it. Of yourself. Yeah, you too. Talk soon.